May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our strong rock and redeemer. Amen. Good morning, friends. On my mind this week has been those wonderful words from our burial rite in the Episcopal tradition, those words from Job. As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives and that at the last he will stand upon the earth and in my body I shall see God and know him as my friend and not a stranger. Know him as my friend and not a stranger. One of the things about friends and people who are in our intimate circle is that we know them not so much with our heads, but with our hearts. I was reading a book this week and he said, no one would mistake our relationship with our spouse or our child for being able to check off a list of characteristics. That's not how we know people. We know people primarily with our hearts. And if it involves our hearts, it involves love. In today's gospel reading, as Jesus is praying to God the Father before he leaves the disciples, he says, eternal life, eternal life is actually knowing God, knowing God. And in that knowing, just like with our friends and our intimates, it involves love. For God, the source of Jesus, the source of life, the source of everything we know, of everything that has been created, it all comes back to that great source of love. So isn't that amazing good news? We spend so much time thinking about what is this idea of eternal life and where will it be and how will it be and what will it look like? And those are all really good questions. But Jesus answers it for us right here this morning in the simplest, the simplest way. Eternal life is to know God and to know him as a friend and not as a stranger. I was very moved thinking about this because in this time when we are physically separated from one another, the way that we share our love with one another and keep those connections alive is really challenged. I've heard from so many of you about how you long to hug your grandchildren. That's how you show your love. Well, that's one of the ways you show your love for them and they for you. The simplest, most human way that we all need is that touch, which we can't do right now. But if we reframe this situation and think about how we know and love those we care about, it opens up the opportunity to see how God also loves us. Perhaps it's now with our voices over the phone. 
Perhaps it's sharing a particular story with that grandchild about something that you know they love. Maybe it's watching a TV show that you would never watch, but you know it's something important to them, and then you can talk with them about what happened with this character or what happened with that character or why did so-and-so do this or that, and you can laugh together. So many ways that our knowing of one another, our connection to one another, can be revealed and enhanced and deepened. A funny example, just at my house, um, I'm not a big fan of leftovers. My whole life we did not grow up eating a lot of leftovers. It just wasn't a thing in our family. Um, So I'm just not creative or thoughtful or even really interested in leftovers. But of course, that had to change given where we are now. And my daughter, who's sheltering in place with me, uh, was so delighted the other day to say, Mom, look what you've done. You've turned into the leftover queen. You can make something out of nothing. You can take five ingredients and turn them into something new. So again, it wasn't really about the leftovers. It was about her knowing me and watching a transformation in me, albeit a small one, but watching a small transformation in the way I looked at the world and looked at the things that were in our refrigerator and lovingly prepared a meal for the two of us to eat. So the invitation today in our coronavirus world, just in this week, is to think about the people you know and love and come up with a creative way to let them know how much you love them, how much you see them, and how much you care about them, even though the normal and usual ways to do that for many of us are impossible right now. And the source, the source of that creativity for yourselves is actually this love that God has for us and pours out all the time. This eternal life is all the time. It's not something in the future to be hoped for. To know God, to have a relationship with God, to be in prayer to God, trusting that the love is un conditional. All we need to do is turn and run towards him. It's not an earned love. It's just God's delight in each one of us because he knows us from the tip top of our heads to our toes and everything that's in our hearts. And just to end, remember Remember that story, one of our favorite stories from the Bible, the story that we call the prodigal son. It's actually not really a story about the sons. The sons are in the story, the older son, of course, the one that many of us relate to, the younger son, who many of us relate to. But the story is really about the father. The story is about that love, that unconditional love that God that is that God pours out for both of his sons for each one of us his sons and his daughters that's the invitation 
for the source of our love, for the source and the creativity and the abundance that's available to us that we can then pour out for other people. So my hope and my prayer this week for each one of us is that we can bask in that prodigious love that's poured out for us completely unearned. God so loved the world that he gave his son to come and be with us as the embodiment of that love. And in today's story, as John tells it, Jesus is going to return to the Father. This past week was the Feast of the Ascension, um, and the earlier reading, the Acts reading, talks about that, that thing that happened, where Jesus appeared to just ascend into heaven, and everybody stood there and looked up, because of course we would look up. It would be a wild thing to see. But the angels who are passing by looked at the disciples, and they said, Why are you looking up there? So that's the question for us that Jesus answers. Why are we looking up there for eternal life? Why are we looking someplace else for eternal life? He tells us, he tells it plain, which he doesn't do very often. Eternal life is to know God here and now, as close as your next breath, as mysterious as the faraway heavens but as close as your next breath, as close as the people you love, the ways they're reaching out to you and the ways you reach out to them. So may we bask in that truth today, my friends. God is love, the source of all love, the important transforming power of the world is love. Amen.